Expectations by Mark Evans. Volume 4, Chapter the First. A Tolerable Life Dehappified. Annoyments, peevifications, and a whole sack of girl. Are you cross, Sir Philip? <laughs> you know me so well, old servant. My cursed son-in-law is late. He is so asinine. Uh, no, worse, he is asinine. <laughs> At least my beloved daughter shall be with him. Mr and Mrs Sauerkiel, sir. You're late. My fault, Sir Philip. I tried to put my hat on a hat rack. Only I forgot to take it off first. <laughs> it took two large men an hour to prize him free. Alas, the hat is ruined, as is part of my head. And my new class overran. New class? I and other like-minded ladies are learning how to wear trousers. Preposterous. It is surprisingly difficult, as you are currently proving, Papa. These trousers are meant to be worn like this. They are... Japanese buttock-airing pantaloons. <laughs> given to me by Emperor Samurai Sushi Stereotype himself. A great man. When he died, he was interred using the traditional Japanese art of berigami. He was folded so small, his coffin was the size of a matchbox. Shall we continue your life story, Sir Philip? Yes, it would be better if I did all the talking from now on. I shall set up my equipment. A device. Oh, joy and ecstasy with a cherry on the top. Really? No! Misery and wretchedness with a dead badger on the top. This amazing machine records and shows moving pictures. A kinematograph? No. This is the filmy picture, would you? Take a look at that ogram. <laughs> or for Poilatog, for short. Such a catchy name. It is less catchy than a mal-coordinated child with hands made from butter having cricket balls fired at him from a cannon. Watch as I project a sample for Poilitog onto the wall. When I first saw one, I was so startled, I became a man for three minutes. How was that? Oh, fun. I shaved, voted, and started a war. This is a Fopoilatog of horses stampeding towards the Fopoilatog orator. Fear not, it is merely pictures. Oh, it is so real. You feel you could almost touch them. Oh, you can. How extraordinary that while I was showing you images of stampeding horses, some horses should stampede through the room. <laughs> oh, the Fopoilatog is destroyed. The world can celebrate later. Meanwhile... You shall hear my story. Previously, you heard how my twice-dead, evil ex-guardian, gently benevolent, had married his long-lost childhood love, Miss Sweetly Delightful, then proceeded on an evil honeymoon of distinct villainy, culminating in the kidnap of Queen Victoria. In her royal absence, Britain suffered. The colour remained untrooped, new stamps were left blank, and there were ten minutes of awkward silence at three o'clock every Christmas day. <laughs> I, Pip Bin, my best friend, Harry Biscuit, and my wife, Ripley, desperately sought her. Alas, like a Scottish menu, our search bore no fruit. 
We have searched nearly every house in Britain. Just one more address to try. The Evil Fortress, number one, Queen's Here Street. <laughs> there is a plaque by royal appointment, kidnappers to the Queen. I'm in here. I'm the Queen. <laughs> we need a plan. There will be guards. I shall distract them with a seductive disrobing dance. How long will that give us? Oh, these are moralistic times, so to get down to my undergarments, four days. <laughs> Giving us time to rescue the Queen. I shall use my newly invented cake cannon. Lethal and delicious. But as we prepared to storm the evil fortress, the door swung open, revealing a familiar face. Mr. Benevolent, you queen-napping fiend. Thank goodness you're here. Why's it taking you so long? Why would you want us to rescue the queen? Because I'm good now. Marriage de-eviled me. You could never be good. Remember how I used to laugh like this? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I laugh like this. <laughs> that does sound slightly less evil. But if you are good, why not set the queen free yourself? Alas, my two evil accomplices. To tell them I am now good, well, it'd break their tiny evil hearts. What about Mrs. Benevolent? Well, the honeymoon was brilliant. I've never been so evil. The Krakatoa eruption, that was us. <laughs> Cheap, warm, white wine, us. And, of course, the oil industry. Then suddenly we're back home with a kidnapped queen to look after and sweetly lost interest started spending more and more time at the evil office. I tried to make a go of it for the sake of the accomplices, but one day I just thought, am I even evil anymore? So I killed her. <laughs> but I didn't enjoy it. QED, I'm good. Anyway, point is, I want you to rescue the queen so I can abandon this life of evil. Right, I'll sneak back in and leave the door on the latch wheel. Come and get her. We crept inside and found the queen in a fiendish prison. There were no bars or shackles. She simply sat surrounded by jellied eels, rough gin, and consumptive urchins holding their knives incorrectly. She was trapped. For touching, any such working-class objects would instantly dissolve her. Aha! Oh, no. Pip-bin, how did he know we were here? I didn't tell him. Don't worry. I, your evil accomplice, Attila Grimpunch, shall protect you. Quick, Ripley, distract him. Ooh, sexy lady. Oh, these buttons are so fiddly and the padlocks, clamps and laces. Oh, and that's just my hat. I have no fleshly desires anyway. Why, Helen of Troy herself could dance for me and I would just turn away saying, Munter. <laughs> then it is my turn. Cake cannon! Harry, you're not meant to fire it at yourself. Mm, sorry. <laughs> Too delicious not to. So, Pippin, now you are afraid. I am not. Nonsense. I recognise fear. For fear and I were at school together, where I bullied it. You should be scared, for I have a sword stick, a howitzer hat, and a pair of grenade pants. <laughs> but I know something you don't. Your grenade pants are on inside out. And if I grab them and pull... No! Grenade pant wedgie! <laughs> An evil henchman dead. Boo-hoo. Then it is my turn! Alas, the second accomplice was my sister Pippa, Harry's wife, recently seduced to a life of evil. At the sound of her voice, Harry went white, then red, then white again, like a chameleon walking across a raspberry ripple ice cream. <laughs> You should try evil, Harry. But I don't like the taste of blood or celery. Celery is not evil. It is, though. Well, 
my heart evil. Behold, my personalised evil weapon. Is that a loom? It is my loom of doom, or killing Jenny. Prepare to be weaved, or woven, or whatever the right word is, to death. Harry, defend yourself. I cannot hurt my wife, even if she is now evil. Ah, my arm! She's got my arm! It is now part of a tapestry! Help me, Pippin! I, in turn, cannot hurt my sister. My leg! Ah, my leg is now tapestry-vacated! I mean, it looks nice, but... Ah! Well, I can hurt her, even if she is my sister-in-law. Where's that cake cannon? But it takes 20 minutes at Gas Mark 4 to reload. Not if you use it like this. Ow! I'm going to collapse now. I am saved! Harumble! As is the Queen. Yes, I am! <laughs> and I am saved from a life of evil. Thank you, Pip-Bin. Man-hug? No. <laughs> I'll take one. Fab, oh. Mmm, nice. <laughs> Normality was restored. Sort of. I was knighted and Mr. Benevolent was tried for past crimes. No ordinary institution could hold him, so he was put in a specially built prison, which was itself constructed inside a specially built jail, which was in turn fabricated inside a specially built jail, spelt the other way. Oh, brilliant. I shall never escape. In I go, Pip Bin, moi, moi, child. Did my deadliest enemy just kiss me? Yes, and he's left lipstick marks. Pippa was spared jailed. Back then, the only crime a woman could be imprisoned for was demanding the right to vote. Alas, she was still evil. Harry, look, I have made you a lovely bowl of sausages. Ooh, deliciumble. Mmm, fresh from the pan. You can tell by the sound. Hang on. This is not a bowl of sausages. It is a bowl of deadly snakes disguised as sausages. Oops, my evil. Still tasty. Dear sister, why do you persist in evil? You wouldn't understand. Life is different once you've tasted evil. It was the same with me and Flapjacks. Now, I must leave. I'm holding a vigil for my evil, handsome master outside his prison within a jail. Within a jail, spelt the other way. See you evil later. Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Meanwhile, I wrote a best-selling book about rescuing the Queen and rightly decided to take up a hobby. I would like to join the Topless Man Polishing Society, run by Mr. Hunky Studson. No. How about the Semi-Naked Piano Appreciators Club, run by Mr. Feelgood No Trousers? <laughs> No, I shall look in the Hobbyists, Pastimers and Leisure Pursuiters Gazette for something suitable. You shall join the Refined Gentle Ladies Cutlery Collecting Society. Hmm, rocking. But <laughs> reluctant soon turned to enthusiasm. Oh, husband, look. Fish knives, grapefruit spoons and asparagus forks. Also, a combination of a spoon and a fork called a spork. And a combination of a spoon and a knife called a spife. Then this combination of a knife and a fork must be... Get off my norks. Alas, <laughs> the hobby soon got out of hand. Mmm, delicious pea and peacock soup. Oh, Pip! using the correct cutlery. This is a soup spoon. Oh, but what did you pick it up with? My hands. You should use your soup spoon fork. A fork used to pick up a soup spoon? Very well. Oh, 
be, you did not use a soup spoon fork tongs to pick up the soup spoon fork. Sorry. Oh, and now you fail to use the soup spoon fork tong tongs to pick up the soup spoon fork tongs. And I do not believe you ever intended to use the soup spoon fork tong tong server, let alone the soup spoon fork tong tong server slice. You're right. For it is ridiculous. Oh, what would Mrs. Horn of the Refined Gentle Ladies Cutlery Society say? She'd say, kill him, rightly kill him. You have gone cutlery mental. I'm going out. Oh, you did not use the door handle tongs. Worse, she nearly bankrupted me by buying a set of diamond-handled dodo knives. <laughs> then did bankrupt me by buying the world's last remaining case of tin dodo so she could use them. Harry, I do not know what to do. Ripley has spent all my money on bonkers cutlery and extinct bird meat. Why not just write another best-selling book? Alas, with Mr. Benevolent's evil gone, I have no more adventures to write. How are things with you? I have decided to invent a Pipper de-eviling device. How will it work? It won't. <laughs> Not until I truly understand evil. Meanwhile, I'm eating a lot of cake. Is that a cake shaped like a sofa? Comfort eating. <laughs> right, uh, mustache, off to study evil. I, I was hoping we could talk. No time. Oh, nearly forgot. This came in the post. Bye. Dear Pip, please come round for tea and hugs. Brackets, hugs optional. Exclamation mark. Lots of love, gently be. Smiley face. <laughs> and gently is spelt I-E, and he's drawn a butterfly in the dot over the I. Icky. Though he was my worst enemy, in those days, an invitation to tea was legally binding. <laughs> As I approached Mr. Benevolent's prison within a jail, within a jail spelt the other way, a familiar figure accosted me. Here comes my rubbish goody-goody brother, who has never punched a nun or stolen an old woman's hip. Or chased a donkey to death, or made Belgium cry. <laughs> who are you, rude, evil-looking man? My name is Genghis Grimpunch, brother to the later Tiller. He's another massive Mr. Benevolent fan. He's written a musical. It's called Benevolent! Exclamation mark. Original. Go on, do a bit. No, 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 I couldn't. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> Gently... Benevolent, of such an evil bent, doing ill of his free will, hurting folk with a punch or poke. It's got hit written all over it. <laughs> now, I must visit Mr. Benevolent. Can you give him these? Are those your pants? I really am a huge fan. <laughs> I at last approached his cell. My heart was pounding. Though he was good now, this was my erstwhile nemesis who had spent his several lives trying to destroy me, Mr. Gently Benevolent, the former most evil, vicious person on the planet. Hello. <laughs> I've painted my face so I look like a jolly kitten. So you have. Because I am good now. Man hug? No. I find it difficult, you being so un-unpleasant. Still, you were jolly evil once, weren't you? Remember that time you tried to kill me? Oh, yes. And remember that other time you tried to kill me? Don't remind me. And don't forget that time you actually did kill Harry. Oh, crazy days. <laughs> crazy days. I sense all is not well, Pip-Bin. Oh, you know. Why don't you tell me about it? It all came pouring out like woeful gravy onto mildly depressed beef. <laughs> Rightly's cutlery obsession, Harry's quest to understand evil, 
my lack of material for a new book. Poor you. Manhug? Still no. <laughs> Unburdening myself to him was a strange sensation, like rubbing treacle into a dolphin or not punching a Frenchman. <laughs> Yet afterwards I felt happier than I had in weeks. I went to see Harry. Yes? Fancy a drink? No time. Try to understand evil. How about a scone? Oh, always time for a scone. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Goodbye. Yes, now is the time. My experiment is complete. <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> As I turned away, I noticed something strange in a nearby vase. These flowers are very poorly arranged. <laughs> Yet were not earlier. And there are crumbs on them. Hmm. I dismissed this strange occurrence and went for a walk to contemplate matters. Would I ever write another book? Would my wife ever be debunkersed? <laughs> if chickens taste so delicious, why do they not eat themselves? <laughs> Lost in thought, I did not notice that darkness had descended or that a grim mist was closing in, or that things were in general getting a bit sinister. <laughs> Who is that, laughing evilly? I tingled with excitement, for where evil laughter was, surely a best-selling book could not be far behind. <laughs> then a grotesque figure lurched from the mist, wearing torn clothing and with strange bulges of flesh in unlikely places. It pounced on me. Ah! Stole my hat, then whispered a single word from his twisted mouth. Evil. <laughs> and was gone. Though not before smashing me in the face with a bowl of custard. <laughs> ah! Then pausing to lick the custard off. <laughs> I sat dazed on the ground and noticed I was surrounded by crumbs. With a shiver of fear, I hurried home. Harry! Go away. I have seen something evil. You can study it, and I can write about it. What? A mysterious figure stole my hat and covered me in custard. Really? Your clothes appear torn. Uh, yes. I, um, I had a fight with a badger. <laughs> he didn't like my jacket. And is that a new hat, quite like mine? No. And, and nor is this custard. Where? Nowhere. Fancy a drink? No time. What about a cream horn? Oh, always time for a cream horn. Mm, 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 mm. Ah, goodbye. Oh, what have I done? Harry, are you all right? Fine, fine. I, I just spilt some cream from the cream horn on my jacket. The badger will like it even less now. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. I'm fighting the badger again. <laughs> Nothing suspicious is happening in here. <laughs> But over the coming weeks, increasingly suspicious things did happen. After every crime, there were only two clues. The sight of the same mysterious, grotesque figure and a residue of crumbs. All was grist to my writing mill, and then the evil struck close to home. <gasps> my black currant knives have been stolen. In their place is only crumbs. <gasps> Where is my decrumbing brush? Is this it? That brush is clearly for straightening the hairs on raspberries. <laughs> oh, Pip, you must catch this cutlery brigand. I immediately sought out Harry. Go away. I need your help. Why would I help you, sin-born mortal? What? I mean, sorry, busy. 
What is that in your hand? Do you mean the glass of smoking brown liquid that is bubbling like a hellish volcano? Yes. It's a new type of coffee. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Goodbye. No. Ah, it's just taking effect. You should get someone in to deal with that badger. <laughs> then I had an idea. To catch this creature, I needed someone who truly understood evil. But I am good now. I only want you to think evil again. What would you do next if you were a fiend terrorising London? Um, I would build an orphanage? No. <laughs> Perhaps if you looked at the crummy clues. Mmm, delicious. Are they cake crumbs? Of course. That's it. Have I helped? Oh, yes. Manhug? Still no. <laughs> I had Mr. Benevolent released to my custody, commissioned a 30-foot-high cake with the words Eat Me iced on it, and placed it as bait in Trafalgar Square, which was, back then, still known as Dead Foreign Sailors Hurrah Square. I will attack the fiend with my Cutlery Society-approved personal assault fork. That is a big fork. Hello. Nice fork, Ripley. Pippa. Mr. Grimpunch, what are you doing here? We have come to offer allegiance to this shadowy cake We have reluctantly decided that Mr. Benevolent is now good. I am. I have changed my musical. It is now Mysterious Grotesque Figure! Exclamation mark. <laughs> and do you like our T-shirts? Crumbs, that was evil. <laughs> Very clever. Oh, look, fluffy rabbits. Where? In my happy head. <laughs> what a waste. Wait! Evil footsteps! Fork time! The grotesque figure entered the square. Yet my first thoughts were of sympathy. Its face was racked with pain. Mm. Its eyes seemed to say, ow! ow. And its, its furrowed brow had, help me, written on it in crayon. Help me! But then it saw the cake and cheered up. Cake! It devoured the cake faster than a greedy schoolboy who has missed tea because of being locked in a cupboard by older boys. But then it turned its attention to us, leaping from the cakey debris straight at Pepper. He has chosen me! I knew I should have worn a more revealing top. <laughs> but the creature did not harm Pepper. It sat cradling her in its arms, stroking her hair. Her very presence seemed to calm its savage nature. Then, before our eyes, it started to shrink and its features became human again. Hello. <laughs> Harry. Lovely cake. You stole my cutlery. Ow! Rightly, let him explain. It's quite simple. I decided that to understand evil, I had to become evil. So I invented this. Evil juice. It is not a new type of coffee at all. No. I distilled it from everything evil I could think of. Junk mail, bits of lawyer, grumpy cats, <laughs> off milk. I took small doses with minor effects. The disarranged flowers. The custard pie in the face. But it took one more ingredient to make it truly evil. Celery. <laughs> the devil's own vegetable. <laughs> With celery, the potion turned me into my evil alter ego, Barry Hiskit. <laughs> it's even got the word hiss in it. <laughs> How evil is that? And I discovered the seductive power of evil. Harry, 
You are so hot right now. But I hated it. Hence the crumbs. I was still comfort eating. If I have to be evil to win you back, Pippa, I cannot do it. Oh, right. Hotness gone, loser. Bother! Uh, where are my black currant knives, Biscuit? Over there. I'll get them. I love helping. <laughs> He's actually skipping! <laughs> Pathetic! Here we are. Alas, Harry's cake frenzy had splattered dollops of creamy, jammy filling everywhere. And as Benevolent skipped towards Ripley with the blackcurrant knives, he slipped. Oh! Oops, a doops. <laughs> Quite why a knife for slicing the smallest of fruits should be nine feet long is anyone's <laughs> guess. My beautiful wife was horribly wounded. But I am not a blackcurrant. The cutlery society will be furious. Rightly. Nice evening, Benevolent. I just got a little bit of respect back for you. Oh, Pip, I am so very cold. Yet at the same time, I am hot. So hot, like a baked Alaska. Oh, rightly. Hold me. I am. But I cannot feel it. I am numb with approaching death. The light. The light. Actually, could you get that light out of my eyes, please? It's really not... And she was gone. My emotions were in turmoil. On the one hand, my beloved wife was dead. On the other, now, I had a brilliant ending for my book. No, she is dead. Where is my notebook? I feel terrible. As if I have something stuck in my throat. It's almost like I want to laugh. Killing has unleashed a reservoir of latent evil, and I want more. Oh, Grimpunch. Yes? Oh! Oh! Oh, those poor black currants. Oh! That feels marvellous. Oh, but the killing has made me so thirsty. Not my evil juice! Delicious. But it's dilute to taste. Benevolent, do your worst. I have nothing left to live for, except my next bestseller. Actually... Killing you would be too easy. Instead, I shall torment you, then kill you when you're least expecting it. Like at the end of a birthday party. Oh, damn, can't use that one now. <laughs> oh, anyway, I feel like running a mock in a nunnery. Bye! <laughs> As I lay there, cradling my poor wife, the rain of my tears turned to harsh hailstones of fury, and I vowed vengeance. This time, I would destroy my most vicious enemy for once and for all, which would also make a cracking book. No, rightly dead. Mr. Benevolent re-evilled. What did you do? That is for next time. I must know now. Here's ten pounds. Tell me. No. Here's a hundred pounds. Please tell me. No, but thank you for the hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> Return next week, however, and you shall hear... Of my grief, my desperate attempts to contact my dead wife, and how I stumbled across Mr. Benevolent's incredibly evil plan to open the gates of hell itself.
Bleak Expectations was written by Mark Evans and starred Richard Johnson as Sir Philip Bin, Tom Allen as Young Pip, Anthony Head as Mr. Gently Benevolent, James Barkman as Harry Biscuit, Jeffrey Whitehead as Attila Grimpunch, Susie Kane as Pippa, Sarah Hadland as Ripley and Lily, and Mark Evans as Queen Victoria. The producer was Gareth Edwards. Yeah.